0: Hi everyone, and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's
1: begin. Everyone had blackberries. I still like the Sonny, Sonny Erickson, and I wanted it for... The- <laughs>
0: hey,
1: Sony's in there. Hey, Sonny Erickson. <laughs> And it was like, share your BB code. I didn't have a BB code to share.
2: Hello, hello. Good fill in the blank. It could be morning, but it is morning right now. So good morning. Um, And thank you for listening to this episode of The Sound Seed. Um, If you clicked on this podcast, then there's something that you want to hear hopefully, hopefully, we're going to, we're going to share that with you. But before we go, I love a little bit of a story time, um, and I want to hear some stories from the ladies that are with me today. Um, so my name is Ifa, I have with me... Aramaday. Shara. Sure.
0: And Shelley.
2: Jeez! So you guys can't see anything, but I don't know why we all raise our hands, like... <laughs> <laughs> like we are in a um, in a classroom i'm here miss um, <laughs> in assembly um, but yeah i want to hear from you guys C- can you remember a time when you wanted a gift really badly
1: oh <laughs> okay <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> is, i
2: mean there's something i want now
1: okay
2: yeah ooh okay it's let's do really nice first. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I remember it was like my, my birthday is coming soon guys. No, no no no, like, not, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 it's not. No, no, it's not. There's something that I really want. So I'm like saving towards it because I've wanted it for a long time. But it's not often that I want something because what was the question? <laughs> <you remember> a- <laughs> so I remember a time when you wanted something badly, so past a past yeah. time.
1: I have one. I think go it. ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally came back to my mind. Do you remember Blackberries? Hey. <laughs> oh my gosh. This was in the year 10 or so. Year 10, year 9. Everyone had Blackberries. I still had the Sonny, mm-hmm. Sonny Erickson. And I wanted it for... The, <gasps> and the Sonys were lit. Oh my, Sonny Erickson. <laughs> and I was like, share your BB code. I didn't have a BB code to share. So <laughs> really- yeah, that's <laughs>
2: embarrassing.
1: <laughs> yeah. I went I a lot. Eventually got it, but I think I got it closer to college, and then it was kind of the, the decline of blackberries. Oh, it well, same. Up, so that was not as fun, but I still I enjoyed the BB days. <laughs> um, BBM was oh, so
2: lit. I never
0: had <laughs> oh, it, was lit. I had um, gone, but I had to beg. hello, I didn't even beg. I had to save all the money for myself and buy my own. Wow! <laughs> Shelly's Shelly.
2: Okay, um. Mm-hmm. What was your response when you but after you got it? I know you mentioned that there was a decline, but after you got the
1: BlackBerry, um, how did you feel, um, show up? I was gassed. Mm-hmm. Ah, BlackBerry babe, I was <laughs> gassed. I was so no glad. BlackBerry babe, I was so happy because I felt like I was in like in the crew, in like because uh-huh. if you don't have a BlackBerry, you can't see anything at all that happens on the phone and the chats and the picture updates, just I'm all good. of it. I, felt like I was in. Uh huh. And how
2: long did it take
1: for you to like not be interested in it anymore? Mm. I think after a couple of months, and then you just, okay, everyone's sharing their, add my friend on Fifi the same post, and then it's just the same thing. It's like, oh, okay, this is it then. This is it then. Yeah, uh, was...
2: Shelly. Shelly, do you have one?
0: Something
2: that um, you wanted really badly.
0: I think the closest thing I can remember is when I was a kid and I really wanted a sewing machine. Yeah. I want eight. <laughs> I was, I don't know, I was probably like died or something. I can't remember. I was really young. I was in primary. Um, it wasn't a real thing. Well, I did want a real one, but um, I went into a store and then I saw this um, like toy one for like kids. But then they were just like, oh, it functions like a real one. It, it actually sews, um, it properly sews clothes. And I really wanted it because I really wanted to make clothes. <laughs> wow. I love that beauty. And so I went in there and I begged my mom, I begged my mom until, um... She couldn't hear me anymore, um, and then she still didn't buy it. But then I begged her every day until she came back and she bought it. <laughs> wow!
2: And did you? say, so, I didn't even know you. You like you sex so play,
0: Shelley? My mom taught me. Oh no
2: way! Mm-hmm. saying, I'm thinking my... all my jeans here. You know, the Do you know, what I really mean?
0: not it's, it's been years. Y'all wouldn't try that for you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. I love to hear that, and um, and you used it for a while, right? Or did you?
0: Yeah, did you I after? did. And then it got broken, and then I got really upset. And then it was kind of just like this middle ground of, wait, did I break it, or was it cheap? <laughs> and so I was just like, nah, I didn't do anything. I was just sewing, because I was sewing something in the process, and then like the needle got caught. You know the electrical sewing machines where they go up and down really quickly? It went down, and then like it came up with the cloth, and then it just wooded, and then it broke. Um, and so I told my mom, and then I made her buy me another one. <laughs> oh wow i was very very persistent in my begging um it wasn't just like that it was very it was once again a a begging process but i was very persistent in my begging at one point i really just think like she just wanted her piece that one also broke at that point it just ended Mm. (laughs) okay it was like if you have to sew needle and thread needle and
2: thread yeah um or or get a get a more expensive one but i think you can do that now if you really want to teach any Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> um, so I remember a time when I think I was in high school, um, and I really, really wanted some Jordans. I think I was going through this phase where, like. What was beautiful, or what was like, you know, it was Jordans, braces, and like glasses. So I really wanted those three things. Oh, and an obey hat as well. Like I really wanted an obey hat. I wanted glasses. I wanted braces. What my teeth are absolutely fine. But I wanted braces, and then I also wanted um some Jordans. And I would ask, I said, please, I wrote it on my Christmas list. We don't really do Christmas lists, but I wrote it. <laughs> I sent it to my sister. I said, please, please, whatever you can do. My sister's like six feet. <laughs> I was like, please, 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 please. And I didn't know how, I didn't know how, but I got the Jordans Aww. and I was so gassed. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got them. And I wore them. I remember I wore them for um, a trip. I went to the cinema in Liverpool with my brother and I wore it and I was so glad to gassed. I took all the pictures. Um, and then after, I just kind of, kept it away because I was like you're just too good like I don't know I just got a bit tired and I was like oh I've got it now um and I just hid it away um and I think we have two responses sometimes to the gifts that we have the gifts that we get we either you know use it a few times and then we get bored of it or um we use it only on special occasions um and I think sometimes the way that Paul is speaking in, in, in Galatians, that's how, you know, his audience um, approached the gospel. Um, you know, they, they, they you know, knew of it once, but then they never bothered with it again, or they would only bring it out for special occasions when it was time to condemn people who were um, not circumcised or condemn people who were um, being puffy, wasn't it, pious, pious. Um, Yeah, and I think what Paul is trying to say in this whole thing, we're going to get into, but basically talking about how the gospel is still relevant, that we shouldn't just um, bring it out on special occasions, we shouldn't just wear it once and then put it away, Um, but it's still applicable in all of our lives. Um, And there's this quote from John Omucheka um it might be a quote story but it just really stuck in my head and he was like sometimes we think we're preserving a gift for the future but we're actually robbing ourselves of it, of the joy it can give to us in the present time you know um and that was the same with my Jordans that is the same with some clothes that I have <laughs> I'm just like I'll just like preserve it. I don't want anyone to touch it but it's like if I but let it give you joy now it's okay to use it and I think we can say the same about the gospel. We shouldn't um, preserve or try or think of preserving it or only bring it out on special occasions but we should um, walk in it, use it and live from it all the days of our lives so um, quick question mm. <laughs> you guys can't see I feel like we need to record these things because it actually really fun to see people's facial expressions <laughs> um, <laughs> um, the gospel the gospel is the good news of Christ reconciling God in man The gospel, or should I ask, do we live like the gospel is still relevant for believers? Large question. I know.
0: I love that you rephrased it. <laughs> <laughs> do you
2: believe that the gospel is still relevant? Because because me? we would we would say, like, oh, of course the gospel is still relevant. I'm like, yeah. oh, people still want to be saved. Like people, like the world is bad, people still need to be saved. But do we live as believers? We're not thinking about outside or unbelievers, but as believers, do we live like the gospel is still relevant? Sorry, you know what you were talking about? Although I didn't have a story, um, because, I don't know, I didn't really want things as much as a kid. I was quite content. Um, ha-ha. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't even that. It was, there was limited scope to the things, never mind. Um... What it did remind me of was um, my mom's sister and my, and my auntie. And I remembered when I used to go around to hers all the time as a child, she had a cabinet in her house as a lot of aunties do filled with like really nice china and porcelain and like wedding plates and gifts that she's been given. And she loved them so much that they were always in the cabinet. Um, yeah. You couldn't go near the cabinet. It would be like, we would use it for special occasion, but there was never a special occasion. And so... I remember from like my childhood to like when I left Nigeria, we never, ever once used those plates because they were so precious. They had to be kept elsewhere. And I think that's somehow how we treat the gospel as believers. Where we first receive it, it's so precious to us. And then we we'll put it on the shelf and we leave it there. And we don't tamper with it. We don't question it. We don't delve deeper into it. We're like, it needs to remain the same I don't know whether it's like fear that the gospel will be undone if we delve too deep or the fact that it's like this bend and select approach like I've selected it and I've kept it on the shelf and it's a staple in my life but that's just where it belongs it doesn't need to like you don't mix it in with everything else you don't add it to your workplace you don't add it to the quote-unquote the plate you eat with every day you don't share it out to people the way you know you would do a regular plate if a visitor came to your house rather it's like you put it on the shelf like a badge of honor and then you carry on with the rest of your life and that's not i don't think that's a problem for christians today i think that's seen even the moment the christians in the bible received the gospel because paul said you that received the gospel you know why you now been perfected by the flesh when you began by the spirit so Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily like a modern day problem i think it's just the way humans view things of value you don't want to "Quote unquote, sully it. So instead, you just put it on a shelf elsewhere. Mm. Thanks for that, Randy. Interesting um, observation in terms of how we, how we um, deal with things that are valuable in our lives. And I'm just like, hmm, shouldn't we, like, shouldn't we bring it out? You know, like, shouldn't we walk in it and live from it? And um, it's been the gospel. But yeah, what do we, what do you think? Um,
1: Question and then i can it's, respond directly so do we live okay. like the gospel is still relevant you got it okay. um i think we i'll say yes and no i don't think it's a yes or no answer but i think we do and then we do and we don't in some path i think i guess maybe in our community of believers we live like the gospel is relevant because we know that's what saved us um but i think maybe at times we forget that it's good news like the gospel actually is good news to unbelievers and i think it looks like it's not relevant in our our tendency to share the gospel to non-believers if that makes sense so if of course the gospel is relevant to us now okay we receive the gospel christ has saved us from our sins and we're dead to our sins and we live through him by faith um because we don't really at times take it as a good news. It doesn't translate in how we share it to other people. Um, but I think, I don't know, I think, I think I live like the gospel is relevant. Well, I hope I do. Um, so I'm trying to like dissect what does this look like, I guess, outwardly to other people around me um, uh-huh. in my communities, in um, with my work colleagues, in the spaces that I find myself in. But it's a good question, I'm still pondering.
2: <laughs> yeah definitely it, it, it's um, it's worth it's worth pondering on Um, I don't think Shelley... oh go on around Dave. can I ask in, the, in, in I guess in view of this question another question that's coming to me is do we believe that the gospel is relevant to non-believers and not us because often yeah to unbelievers sorry so mm. to us it's like obviously it's relevant to be shared to unbelievers but to be lived out by us is that where the relevancy lies? Because you don't know the gospel, so I need to tell you the gospel. But yeah. to me, I just see it as something to be shared rather yeah. than something to really like permeate every aspect of my life and for me to live out and to be relevant yeah. in my life. So maybe the question is: Is the gospel still relevant to believers the same yeah. way it's relevant to non-believers?
1: Yeah, I love that. I love that because I think that was really a good. Can we answer that question? Can we?
2: Can we... That's just... yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I think there are um they're different there are different aspects that yeah. um each 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 party, when I say party, I mean the believer or the unbeliever would need, you know, um when really we consider the gospel. But yeah, definitely I think um as Aramid said I think it's very important to know what the gospel has accomplished mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. the gospel has saved you from. Mm-hmm. Because if we only think the gospel has saved us from Um, Eternal death, and not just giving us eternal life now, we might miss what we are allowed to live in. Do you know what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. oftentimes, when you think, oh, the gospel, yes, you know, we're saved from death, we're saved from sin, but the gospel has also given us peace with God here and now. Mm -hmm. It's also given us eternal life here and now. So, the way that we live our lives um, is different because of what we have been saved from and saved into you know um so with the unbeliever we might just stay with the safe from part like yeah you get like they need to know that they're safe from sin they need to know that you know they're they're not going to go to hell all that kind of stuff but we also need to know that we are entered into a new life in Christ here and now Mm -hmm. a new way of being a new way of relating with one another a new way of relating with God here and now as a shadow of what it will be in eternity so Mm -hmm. just some some verses what are we saved from? Titus 2.14. Um, we're saved from lawlessness and we are saved to purify, um, to purification for God himself, to be his His own possession. Um, 1 Peter 1.18. We are ransomed from futile ways, inherited from our forefathers as well. So we're, all, we're saved from and we're saved into. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that means that we have peace with God. The debt has been paid we have peace with man we no longer have to strive do you know what i mean we no longer have to compete with other people or even with other other believers um we understand mess a lot more because of the gospel you know we understand sin a lot more because of the gospel we respond with grace a lot more because of the gospel because we have been saved we're able to extend that hand to other people um yeah so i'll say this and then i'm going to go into galatians so the gospel is saying that you always have peace with God because Jesus was your guarantor. And when I moved in to this flat, I needed a guarantor. And I was like, what is that? Like I am a big girl. I don't need that to But it's I humbled. needed a guarantor. <laughs> it really humbled me. And I was really annoyed. Because I was like, I don't need anybody. I don't want to ask for help. <laughs> Leave I'm me an alone. Woman. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need a guarantor. And um, because but because I was a student at the time, I needed a guarantor. Um, so I reached out to someone. Well, God is, God is good. But anyway, I reached out to, to Christ, and he was like, Yeah, definitely. I'd love to do that. I was like, Oh my gosh, really? You'd want to put your name? I'm <laughs> Thank you so much for this example of Christ. But um, a guarantor is someone who has promised, but in terms of Christ, eternally to pay a borrower's debt in the event that the borrower defaults on their loan obligation. And we see that Christ is the greatest guarantor because he was able to fulfill the debt that high priests that the law that and the old covenant could not do right he was able um yeah to to pay eternally um a debt um in the event that other people could not pay um and I think Galatians as I said deals with the implication of the gospel it also deals with the temptations that we face or that we have um, to to try and like add to the gospel, um, and then it also deals with the result as well. So some implications of the gospel um, in chapter three that Aramadee kind of already mentioned in terms of you know Paul's Paul's warning to not continue in the flesh what, what began in the spirit. But the, an implication of the gospel is that we're we're justified, right? We're mm-hmm. we're made we're made right with God. Um yeah we're redeemed um we' we receive the blessing of Abraham we receive inheritance and um, we also receive the Holy Spirit to walk with us here and now um we are able to work miracles in our midst we're able to live a righteous life we're able to live a new life because we have right standing with God um, and we can live righteously because of it um but there's also a temptation that comes with this um and I want to ask you guys, what ways have you been tempted to make the gospel irrelevant? Irrelevant or more relevant? Mm. I don't think we can ever do that. Well, in our minds, we might you know, That's what I'm saying, like irrelevant. to make yeah. it more enticing. Yeah. To yeah. ginger it a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So in what ways have we been tempted to do that? To add to it? I think... It- our minds are oh, the spirit is at work because that's what i was thinking of when you were talking um i think you're tempted sorry i think sometimes we believe that because the gospel is so simple the very idea of believing in it it's somehow like something that's a fool would do yeah like too. someone that's not very clever mm-hmm. because a clever person would want yeah. evidence they would want they'd want uh, links, they'd want research to back it up. And so to believe in such a simple thing, if you're someone where your ego is tied to your how smart you are, to believe in such a simple thing almost seems foolish. And mm-hmm. so when you want to present the gospel to someone else, you might be tempted to shape the gospel almost around what you believe the expectations are so that they're more likely to take it in. So just by saying, I believe that Jesus lived and he died at the cross and he rose on three days, it's because I guess a more learned mind will question you about a lot of things. So you're more likely to add to the gospel, maybe change the gospel, adapt the gospel to their realities you see it to be so that they see it as something that's more personal rather than just a simple gospel that it is. So Mm -hmm. I think, but that stems from your ego rather than what the actual gospel is. So if I feel like, I don't know, I'm talking to a professor at university, I'm not university, but if I was talking to a professor at university mm-hmm. or a partner in the firm, and I feel like I need to change it up a bit so that they believe that what I believe makes sense. So I'm going from data, 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 rather than actually giving them the actual gospel. That speaks from my ego and like me wanting to be seen as someone who's smarter than I am, or yeah. like wanting to give justification to why I believe what I believe <clears throat> excuse me why I believe what I believe so I think oftentimes when you change the gospel or you try to adapt it to make it more relevant it actually comes from a place of your ego rather than like you wanting to actually present a fresh perspective so that they'll see the gospel as more modern and more relevant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah thanks for that um, the end the day. um I, I also think that sometimes we can try and add to the gospel by um by our works you know um as as Paul mentioned in in Galatians um thinking that you know you received say and faith yeah you received sin and faith through Jesus Christ but you know we still need to kind of follow some laws of circumcision just to make sure you know just to put the cherry on the top just to double triple check that what Jesus has done is enough. <laughs> mm. um, and, and, we, um, and in doing so, we're making the gospel irrelevant. That's the, that's the point that I was trying to make, that we're making it irrelevant if we're trying to accomplish things in our works, um, or c- accomplish saving faith in our works. Um yeah, and we and we can do that by different things, you know, and so I think we mentioned some of these in the sessions, but by thinking our praying or our giving or our tithe or our fasting um mm. or our service or even our gifting can add um to to what Christ has already done and it takes faith to believe that what Jesus has done is enough because it's so simple right it takes faith to believe that yeah like Jesus done on the cross that's it I have received <laughs> um you know believe, as I believe in, in him I have received um salvation but I think what we should do that Paul also mentions, is that we should rehearse and remind ourselves of the truth of the gospel um, that's why he would always continually remind them and say hey guys don't forget don't forget the saving grace that you have received don't try and pursue things in your own strength rather than, rather than believing in what Christ has done um, and I love this analogy of a house a number in community group when, when I got it I was like oh my gosh of course that's what Christ has done you know, um, the analogy of, you know, you being out on the street and someone, you know, says, hey, come in, um, s- s- come in the house. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'd love to come in. And this is the G- this is Jesus saying, come in, come in the house. I'd love to come in. Um, and then I get in the house and then I start acting like how I acted outside the house, in the house. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, no, you're in the house now. The rules have changed. The way we live have changed because of the person that welcomed you in. So what Jesus has done doesn't just allow us to enter the house. It changes how we live in the house as well. You know, we still need that the gospel to change how we live here and now. Um, quick question before we go. These are all sometimes theoretical in our minds, even though they should be practiced. But what regular practices do you think we can build to remind us that the gospel is still relevant?
1: I think just really like studying the God's word regularly because the more you read the more you actually because we forget things like that time that week for me that week when I first gave my life to Christ I was skipping left and right I was like oh my gosh (laughs) Like, like I know God know God properly like I I know God like it felt so real um and even at times when I've had like really good time spending time in the word I'm like whoa like this is actually, this is actually lit. Like, this is this is good. Like, okay, I can see you in this look. Okay, I can see how you've done this. So I can see this character of you, this nature of you. But I think the more we kind of, like, and it, it sounds very mundane. Okay, just open your Bible and read, or just read and study. But the more we try to get into the habit of, of just spending, or communion with God, that can be spending time with God in your Bible, but spending time with him in different ways. Um, through nature, I know if I likes to go on walks and <laughs> and hikes and practices hike and just disappear and just sit by the streams and just just be still and just listen because you can see God speaking in different things. <laughs> Am I lying? It's really it's awesome.
2: funny I, I, lin- I legit did that like yesterday. Um, sorry, that- the day before. But anyway, <laughs> um, I definitely agree. I think w- what we can do is do what his his um do what the gospel allows. Right. No matter how counterintuitive, the gospel allows us to draw near to God. Mm. The gospel mm-hmm. allows us to confess our sin with uh, with other believers. The gospel allows us to be naked and unashamed with God. It allows us to fellowship with God, even after, um, you know, even when we don't feel righteous, even when we when we sin, even when we are just, you know, seeing the brokenness in the world. The gospel allows us to draw near, even when it's counterintuitive. And that's how sometimes we can keep it relevant, right? I'm not saying that it it doesn't stop being relevant, but even to our lives, we can do what the gospel allows. And I think Hebrews 10, 22 to 25 has a really good um, good kind of breakdown. Um, But it says, let us, you know, I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Let us come into the house of God, not timid or hiding. Let us bind ourselves to the owner of the house because he is faithful. Let us tell everyone in the house good news. Let us build them up with other believers let us not forget to speak the word of, of god to them let us speak life into the people in the house um as, as we see the day drawing nearer the gospel mm-hmm. allows us to draw close to god and to one another it allows us to see sin and still see a redemptive story at the end you know um we need we need it guys we need we need this saving <sighs> news <laughs> on how we deal with conflicts, how we deal with coworkers, how we understand what's happening in our world, how we go through disappointment. We need the gospel to see pain and sorrow, but also to respond with a hope of redemption. We need the gospel in those times. Because we can see it in our lives, but we can also see it in the world. And the gospel allows us to have a lens to understand pain, but also um, see that there's redemptive hope in Jesus' name um so amen amen I think it's sometimes worth just hearing what Christ has accomplished again and again and again so that we can live it out here and now um but yeah thank you all so much for listening um you know I pray these words of life were (laughs) life-giving um that wasn't funny oh my gosh um but anyway wow anyway thank you all so much for listening and we hope to we hope you click on the next episode we you can hear some more. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
0: Bye. So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.